Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, where if you mouse over the link at top for the original edition, you will see the link to read ACIMOE. On that same drop-down menu, there is a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which contains both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're concluding our reading of Chapter 25 with Section 10, The Justice of Heaven. And at the top of the hour, we'll pause for a remembrance of our lesson for the day, led by Fran. Today's lesson being 276, The Word of God is Given Me to Speak. Okay, with us in reading this morning, we have... uh, Lori, Diana, Fran, Harrison, Donna, Karen, Micah. And listening, we have Roz and Patricia. Is there anyone else who's joined who would join the call who would like to be on either? Yes? Oh, Robin. (laughs) Sorry, Robin. That's okay. I'll be last. (laughs) That's after Micah, right? Um, yes, you'll be after you're after Micah. Thank you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Lori, do you have an opening you'd like to offer us this morning? Oh, thanks, Lemoyne. Yeah. Led this morning to this beautiful poem from Helen Shuckman in her book, The Gifts of God, called The Silent Way. Choose once again, for it is given you to trail the peace of God across the world without exception. Every child receives the gifts you bring. The men and women turn to you in thankfulness. With joy are you accepted everywhere. For you have come only to bring infinity's appeal to those who are as infinite as he. You come with memory of God in you to waken this same memory in those in whom it seems to sleep. The world would die without its saviors. Do not then deny your proper place, for Christ has called to you to follow him and choose the silent way that brings you to eternity today. The word of God has given me to speak. Amen. Thank you, Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you, Lori. 
Oh, my privilege. Thank you. Okay, get us started here with Chapter 25, The Remedy, Section 10, The Justice of Heaven. Okay, paragraph 78. What can it be but arrogance to think your little errors cannot be undone by heaven's justice? And what could this mean except they are sins and not mistakes, forever uncorrectable, and to be met with vengeance, not with justice? Are you willing to be released from all effects of sin? I'll try and read that as a question. Are you willing to be released from all effects of sin? You cannot answer this until you see that all the see all that the answer must entail. For if you answer yes, it means that you will forego all values of this world in favor of the peace of heaven. Not one sin would you retain, and not one doubt that this is possible will you hold dear that sin be kept in place. You mean that truth has greater value now than all illusions, and you recognize the truth must be revealed to you because you know not what it is. Lori? Chapter 25, The Remedies, Section 10, The Justice of Heaven. What can it be but arrogance? I think your little errors cannot be undone by heaven's justice. And what could this mean except that they are sins and not mistakes, forever uncorrectable and to be met with vengeance, not with justice? Are you willing to be released from all effects of sin? You cannot answer this until you see all that the answer must entail. For if you answer yes, it means you will forego all values of this world in favor of the peace of heaven. Not one sin would you retain, and not one doubt that this is possible will you hold dear that sin be kept in place. You mean that truth is, has greater value now than all illusions, and you recognize that truth must be revealed to you because you know not what it is. 79. To give reluctantly is not to gain the gift because you are reluctant to accept it. It is safe for you until reluctance to receive it disappears and you are willing it be given you. God's justice warrants gratitude, not fear. Nothing you give is lost to you or anyone but cherished and preserved for you in heaven where all of the measures given to God's Son are kept for him and offered anyone who but holds out his hand in willingness they be received. Nor is the treasure less as it is given out. Each gift received but adds to the supply, for God is fair. He does not fight against his son's reluctance to perceive salvation as a gift from him. Yet would his justice not be satisfied until it is received by everyone? 
Thank you, Lori. Diana? Um, Good morning. 79. To give reluctantly is not to gain the gift because you are reluctant to accept it. It is saved for you until reluctance to receive it disappears as you are willing it um, be given you. God's justice warrants gratitude, not fear. Nothing you give is lost to you or anyone, but cherished and preserved for you in heaven, where all the treasures given to God's Son are kept for him and offered anyone who holds, who but holds out his hand in willingness may be received. Nor is the treasure left as it is given out. Each gift received but adds to the supply. For God is fair. He does not fight against his son's reluctance to perceive salvation as a gift from him. But would his justice not be satisfied until it is received by everyone? 80. Be certain any answer to a problem the Holy Spirit solves will always be one in which no one loses. And this must be true because he asks no sacrifice of anyone. An answer which demands the slightest loss to anyone has not resolved the problem, but has added to it and made it greater, harder to resolve, and more unfair. It is impossible. Um, It is impossible. The Holy Spirit could see unfairness as a resolution. To him, what is unfair must be corrected because it is unfair. And every error is a perception in which one at least is very is seen um, and every error is a perception in which one at least is seen unfairly. Both of justice not accorded to the Son of God when everyone is seen as losing he has been condemned and punishment becomes his due instead of justice. Thank you. Thank you, Diana. Brian? Eighty. Be certain any answer to a problem the Holy Spirit solves will always be one in which no one loses. And this must be true because he has no sacrifice of anyone. An answer which demands the slightest loss to anyone has not resolved the problem, but has added to it and made it greater, harder to resolve, and more unfair. It is impossible. The Holy Spirit could see unfairness as a resolution. To him, what is unfair must be corrected because it is unfair. And every error is a perception in which one at least is seen unfairly. Thus is justice not accorded to the Son of God. When anyone is seen as losing, he has been condemned, and punishment becomes his due instead of justice. 81. The sight of innocence makes punishment impossible and justice sure. The Holy Spirit perception leaves no ground for an attack. Only a loss could justify attack, and loss of any kind he cannot see. The world solves problems in another way. 
it sees a resolution as the state in which it is decided who shall win and who shall lose, how much the one shall take, and how much can the loser still defend. Thank you, Fran. And Harrison. It the sight of innocence makes punishment impossible and justice sure. The Holy Spirit's perception leaves no ground for an attack. Only a loss could justify attack and loss of any kind. He, Holy Spirit, cannot see the world solves problems in another way. It world sees a resolution as a state in which it is decided who shall win and who shall lose, how much the one shall take, and how much can the loser still defend. Yet does the problem still remain unsolved, for only justice can set up a state in which there is no loser, no one left unfairly treated and deprived, and thus with grounds for vengeance. Problem solving cannot be vengeance which at best can bring another problem added to the first in which the murder is not obvious. The Holy Spirit's problem solving is the way in which the problem ends. It has been solved because it has been met with justice. Until it has it will recur because it has not yet been solved. The principle that justice means no one can lose is crucial to this course. For miracles depends on justice, not as it is seen through this world's eyes, but as God knows it. And as knowledge is reflected in the sight, the Holy Spirit gives. Thank you, Harrison. And Donna? Eighty-two. Yep. Yet does the problem still remain unsolved, for only justice can set up a state in which there is no loser, no one left unfairly treated and deprived, and thus with grounds, and thus with grounds for vengeance. Problem solving cannot be vengeance, which at best can bring another problem added to the first in which the murder is not obvious. The Holy Spirit's problem solving is the way in which the problem ends. 
it has been solved because it has been met with justice. Until it has, it will recur because it has not yet been solved. The principle that justice means no one can lose is crucial to this course. For miracles depend on justice, not as it is seen through the world's eyes, but as God knows it, and as knowledge is reflected in the sight of the, in the sight the Holy Spirit gives. 83. No one deserves to lose. And what would be unjust to him cannot occur. Healing must be for everyone because he does not merit an attack of any kind. What order can there be in miracles unless someone deserves to suffer more and another less? And is this justice to the holy innocent? A miracle is justice. It is not a special gift to some to be withheld from others as less worthy nor condemned and thus apart from healing. Who is there who can be separate from salvation if its purpose is to end is the end of specialness? Where is salvation's justice if some errors are unforgivable and warrant vengeance in place of healing and return of peace? Thank you, Donna. And Karen? 83. No one deserves to lose. And what would be unjust to him cannot occur. Healing must be for everyone because he does not merit an attack of any kind. What order can there be in miracles unless someone deserves to suffer more and others less? And is this justice to the holy innocent? A miracle is justice. It is not a special gift to some to be withheld from others as less worthy, more condemned, and thus apart from healing. Who is there who can be separate from salvation if its purpose is the end of specialness? Where is salvation's justice? If some errors are unforgivable and warrant vengeance in place of healing and return of peace. 84. Salvation cannot seek to help God's Son be more unfair than he has sought to be. If miracles, the Holy Spirit's gift, were given specially to an elect and special group and kept apart from others, as less deserving, then is he allied to specialness? What he cannot perceive, he bears no witness to. And everyone is equally entitled to his gift of healing and deliverance and peace. To give a problem to the Holy Spirit to solve for you means that you want it solved. Keep it for yourself to solve without his help is to decide it should remain unsettled 
unresolved and lasting in its power of injustice and attack. No one can be unjust to you unless you have decided first to be unjust. And then must problems rise to block your way and peace be scattered by the winds of hate. Thank you, Karen. And Micah? Okay. Um, 84. Salvation cannot seek to help God's Son be more unfair than he has sought to be. If miracles, the Holy Spirit's gift, were given specially to an elect and special group and kept apart from others as less deserving, then is he ally to specialness. What he cannot perceive, he bears no witness to, and everyone is equally entitled to his gift of healing and deliverance and peace. To give a problem to the Holy Spirit to solve for you means that you want it solved. To keep it for yourself, to solve without his help, is to decide it should remain unsettled, unresolved, and lasting in its power of injustice and attack. No one can be unjust to you unless you have decided first to be unjust. And then must problems rise to block your way and peace be scattered by the winds of hate. 85. Unless you think that all your brothers have an equal right to miracles with you, you will not claim your right to them because you were unjust to one with equal rights. Seek to deny and you will feel denied. Seek to deprive, and you have been deprived. A miracle can never be received because another could receive it not. Only forgiveness offers miracles, and pardon must be just to everyone. Thank you, Micah. And Robin Marie? 85. Unless you think that all your brothers have an equal right to miracles with you, you will not claim your right to them because you were unjust to one with equal rights. Seek to deny and you will feel denied. Seek to deprive and you have been deprived. A miracle can never be received because another could receive it not. Only forgiveness offers miracles. And pardon must be just to everyone. 86. The little problems that you keep and hide become your secret sins because you did not choose to let them be removed for you. And so they gather dust and grow until they cover everything that you perceive and leave you fair to no one. Not one right do you believe you have. And bitterness, with vengeance justified and mercy lost, condemns you as unworthy of forgiveness. 
The unforgiven have no mercy to bestow upon another. That is why your sole responsibility must be to take forgiveness for yourself. The miracle that you receive, you give. Each one becomes an illustration of the law on which salvation rests, that justice must be done to all if anyone is to be healed. No one can lose, and everyone must benefit. Thank you, Robin Marie. And is there a new reader for 86 through the end? New reader to start with 86? Okay. Back to you, Lori. Oh, boy, I'm so happy to read this. 86. The little problems that you keep and hide become your secret sins because you do not choose to let them be removed for you. And so they gather dust and grow until they cover everything that you perceive and leave you fair to no one. Not one right do you believe you have. And bitterness with vengeance justified and mercy lost condemns you as unworthy of forgiveness. The unforgiven have no mercy to bestow upon another. That is why your sole responsibility must be to take forgiveness for yourself. The miracle that you receive, you give. Each one becomes an illustration of the law on which salvation rests, that justice must be done to all if anyone is to be healed. No one can lose and everyone must benefit. 87. Each miracle is an example of what justice can accomplish when it is offered to everyone alike. It is received and given equally. It is awareness that giving and receiving are the same. Because it does not make the same unlike, it sees no differences where none exist, and thus it, has the sa- it is the same for everyone, because it sees no differences in them. Its offering is universal, and it teaches but one message. What is God belongs to everyone, and is his due. Thank you, Lori. And Fran. Are you on Fran? Yeah, okay. no, that my phone wasn't working. <laughs> Eighty seven. Each miracle is an example of what justice can accomplish when it is offered to everyone alike. It is received and given equally. It is awareness that giving and receiving are the same. Because it does not make the same unlike, it sees no differences where none exists. Unless it is the same for everyone. Because it sees no differences in them. Its offering is universal. And it teaches but one message. 
What is God's belongs to everyone and is his due. Thank you, Fran. And uh, is there a new reader who would like to conclude with 87 and 88 one more time? Try left. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Judy. Do I start at the miracle? Or uh, each, mir- each miracle is an example. The miracle that you give, you receive. Each one becomes an illustration of the law in which salvation rests, that justice must be done to all if anyone is to be healed. No one can lose, and everyone must benefit. Each miracle is an example of what justice can accomplish when it is offered to everyone alike. It is received and given equally. It is awareness that giving and receiving, excuse me, it is awareness that giving and receiving are the same because it does not make the same, unlike it sees no differences where none exist. And thus it is the same for everyone because it sees no differences in them. Its offering is universal, and it teaches but one message. What is God's belongs to everyone and is his due. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Okay, well... Start to recap with 88. What is God's belongs to everyone and is his due. The statement of the justice of heaven. lesson in arrogance, what can it be but arrogance to think your little errors cannot be undone by heaven's justice? Are you willing to be released from all effects of sin? If you answer yes, it means you will forego all values of this world in favor of the peace of heaven. Not one sin would you retain, and not one doubt that this is possible will you hold dear that sin be kept in place. You mean that truth has greater value now than all illusion, and you recognize that truth must be revealed to you because you know not what it is. 
God's justice warrants gratitude, not fear. Nothing you give is lost to you or anyone, but cherished and preserved in heaven, where all the treasures given to God's Son are kept for him and offered anyone who but holds out his hand in willingness they be received. Nor is the treasure less as it is given out. Each gift but adds to the supply. For God is fair. He does not fight against his son's reluctance to perceive salvation as a gift from him. Yet would his justice not be satisfied until it is received by everyone. Be certain any answer to a problem the Holy Spirit solves will be always be one in which no one loses. And this must be true because he asks no sacrifice of anyone. It is impossible the Holy Spirit could see unfairness as a resolution. To him, what is unfair must be corrected simply because it is unfair. And every error is a perception in which one at least is seen unfairly. Thus is justice not accorded to the Son of God. The sight of innocence makes punishment impossible and justice sure. The Holy Spirit's perception leaves no ground for an attack. Only a loss could justify attack and loss of any kind he cannot see. The world solves problems in another way. It sees resolution as a state in which it is decided who shall win and who shall lose, how much one shall take and how much can the loser still defend. <clears throat> Main difference here is the Holy Spirit's problem solving is the way in which the problem ends. It has been solved because it has been met with justice. Until it has, it will recur because it has not yet been solved. The principle that justice means no one can lose is crucial to this course. For miracles depend on justice. Not as it is seen through this world's eyes, but as God knows it, and as knowledge is reflected in the sight the Holy Spirit gives. Pardon me. A miracle is justice. It is not a special gift to some to be withheld from others as less worthy, more condemned, and thus apart from healing. Who is there who can be separate from salvation if its purpose is the end of specialness? Where is salvation's justice if some errors are unforgivable and warrant vengeance in the place of healing and the return of peace? Salvation cannot help Excuse me. Salvation cannot seek to help God's Son be more unfair than he has sought to be. To give a problem to the Holy Spirit to solve for you means that you want it solved. 
to keep it for yourself to solve without his help is to decide that it should remain unsettled, unresolved, and lasting in its power of injustice and attack. <clears throat> no one can be unjust to you unless you have decided first to be unjust. Eighty-five. Unless you think that all your brothers have an equal right to miracles with you, you will not claim your right to them. Seek to deny and you will feel denied. Seek to deprive and you have been deprived. Only forgiveness offers miracles and pardon must be just to everyone. Okay. The unforgiven have no mercy to bestow upon another. That is why your sole responsibility must be to take forgiveness for yourself. The miracle that you receive, you give. Each one becomes an illustration of the law on which salvation rests that justice must be done to all if anyone is to be healed. No one can lose and everyone must benefit. Each miracle is an example of what justice can accomplish if it is offered to everyone alike. It is received and given equally. It is awareness that giving and receiving are the same. Because it does not make the same unlike, it sees no differences where none exist. And thus it is the same for everyone because it sees no differences in them. The miracles offering and salvation's offering is universal and it teaches but one message. What is God's belongs to everyone and is his due. Thank you, Lamont. Thank you. That's great. Thanks, Lamont. Thanks. Well, y'all are welcome. As I <laughs> woke up this morning realizing the truth of uh, uh, of that last sentence in the first paragraph, I recognize the truth must be revealed to me because I know not what it is. <laughs> anyway, um, we are at the top of the hour, and friend. Would you uh, lead us in a reflection on today's lesson? Sure. Yes. Thank you. Hi, everybody. <clears throat> we are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme that we are on now is what is the Christ? And today's lesson, lesson 276, is the word of God is given me to speak. I'll read some from what is Christ. What is the Christ? Christ 
is God's Son as he created him. He is the self we share, uniting us with one another and with God as well. He abides unchanged forever in the mind of God. Christ is the link that keeps you one with God and guarantees that separation is no more than an illusion of despair. His thought, for thought in him his Father placed the means for your salvation. Yet does he remain the self who, like his Father, knows no sin. Home with the Holy Spirit and at home in God alone, does Christ remain at peace within the heaven of your holy mind? This is the only part of you that has reality and truth. The rest is dreams. The Holy Spirit teaches from the Christ in you to all your dreams and bids them come to him to be translated into truth. For when forgiveness rests upon the world and peace has come to every son of God, what could remain to keep things separate for what remains to see except Christ's face? So therefore, let us seek to find Christ's face and look on nothing else. And we'll go to the lesson now. Lesson 276. The word of God is given me to speak. What is the word of God? Quote, My son is pure and holy as myself. Unquote. And must did God become the father of the son he loves? For thus was he created. This the word his son did not create with him, because in this his son was born. Let us accept his fatherhood and all is given us. Deny, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> deny we were created in his love and we deny ourselves to be unsure of who we are, of who our father is, and for what purpose we have come. And yet we need but to acknowledge him who gave his word to us in, all crea- in our creation to remember him and so recall ourselves. Father, your word is mine, and it is this that I would speak to all my brothers who are given me to cherish as my own, as I am loved and blessed and saved by you. We'll take a moment to reflect on this. Lesson 276. The word of God is given me to speak. Father, 
Your word is mine, and it is this that I would speak to all my brothers who are given me to cherish as my own, as I am loved and blessed and saved by you. Lesson 276, the word of God is given me to speak. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, friend. Amen, and thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Just wanted to say hi to my beloved and holy friends in this um, group. It's Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. This is Harrison. Well done, Fran, as usual. And um, thank you as well in the morning. This is your recap. What an incredible idea. Uh, when I think outside of this call, outside of my sisters and brothers on this call, and I think about the applicability of today's lesson and today's reading to all of my brothers and sisters as I perceive them in this world. Um, The the nameless persons who who seem to be struggling in this existence, uh, those who are uh, okay, and those who seem in this illusion to be well off, the powerful, the rich, the middle-income, the poor, doesn't matter. God's word is given me to speak. And what is his word? My son is pure and holy as myself. Wow. That applies to absolutely everyone. There are no exclusions. And for some of us who have experienced what appears to be abuse, uh, appears to be unwarranted attack uh, for Ukrainians, Russians, 
to folks who are fleeing poverty and injustice. Um, and for those of us who seem to be well off, doesn't matter. We are God's son, each and every one of us runs totally counter to a belief system that certainly I have been taught all of my life, which is to make a difference between the good and the bad, the pretty and the ugly, and to instead judge everyone by what they do and what they say. By some standard that I have learned, been taught, and is repeated over and over again, our media is full of it. Bad, Putin, good, Zelensky, bad, Biden, good, Trump, you name it. And each of us has our own personal list. But to God, to his own list, <laughs> to God, my son is pure and holy as myself. Oh, how amazing is that? Thank you. I'm complete. Beautiful meditation. Oh, thank, thank you, Thank Harrison. you, Harrison. Yes, Harrison, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Harrison. It was beautiful. Yes, thank you, everyone, for reading. Hi, it's Judy. I have um, the word of God to speak. For me, my um, experience this morning is the word is love. And the word was one, that I am as God created me, love created me like himself, and everything that God created is like himself, for he gave himself to everything that he created, without differences, without distinctions, without any form, without any boundaries, without any limits. In a constant and consistent state of expansion and extension, without opposition, the word of God I speak is love. And the word was one. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Judy. Amen. Thank you, Judy. Thank you, Amen.
Hi, this is Chris. Um, really enjoying the shares by Harrison and Judy. Um, and the lesson um, that the Word of God has given me to speak, I really admire the prayer, Father, your Word is mine. Um, so for me, that means to um, experience the Word of God now and to embrace it as my own and to express it in my life, that I am God's Son and I am pure and holy as God. I like to say also we are God's children and we are pure and holy as God. So for me, the biggest opportunity is to observe any obstacles to what I am and that word. Um, I, I appreciate so much that God loves me and he created me totally different from what I was believing before the course. Um, and to be sure and, and certain to, of who I am and for what purpose I have come. Of course, that purpose is to love every moment. Again, for me, for the longest time, it's been easy to say, but I've quoted over and over again challenging to do. Um, so I'm, I'm practicing. I had an opportunity to undo that that I am this morning as a loved one sent a humorous text to me and I observe within me that the text was very disrespectful of who I am. Um, of course, that loved one had no malice whatsoever in his part of sending that. And I wasn't assuming that, but I also was acknowledging what I was aware of, and that, that awareness was of the feelings as I read the text. But I appreciate so much awareness and acceptance I responded to that that came up for me to be undone with awareness and acceptance and love. And I advocated for who God's word said I was. And how I did that was to trace that feeling back to its roots, its origin when 
uh, in the past when I was younger, I was disres- I felt disrespected from a loved one, and I, I incorporated that belief. So I really appreciate being aware of the obstacles through feelings and tracing them back, seeing where those feelings lead me. But of course, it really, uh, for me, I've trained my mind to do that. It's, 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 it's not easy for an untrained mind to do that. It could easily be um, brought deeper into despair by that technique if, if, um, if, not, if not accompanied with awareness and loving acceptance. So I felt like I removed that op- obstacle from the root, from its origin. So this morning I read the, I read the text and I was laughing hysterically. And boy, what a shift. Earlier I was challenged by the text. Now I'm laughing hysterically. What happened? I'm complete. God happened. Thank you, Chris. Mm. Yeah, thank, thank you, Chris. I love the way thank you followed that. Yeah, took it to your subconscious and figured out what that feeling was from. I love that. Um, it's a good lesson. Thank you, Chris. Hi, this is Ida. Um, what chapter and, and section are we on, please? Are we on chapter 25? Section 10, the justice of heaven. In chapter 25, right? Okay. Okay, thank you. By the way, I just, I woke woke up late, and all I heard was was you, Lemoyne, giving most of the, the, um, summary of the section and uh, it was really good summary but I mean I'm sure that's also because it's a really good section <clears throat> and it's very well present company accepted which is me <laughs> it's very memorable um, it's very um, this is not one of the sections where he's talking about the angry dog he's talking about things that are sort of a little bit outside our immediate experience if we take them literally. But but he's talking about things that we definitely um, do experience and think about and feel about, and I really like that. Thanks so much. Good to be with you. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Welcome, Ida. Thank, thank you, Ida. Yeah, thank you, Ida. So this is Micah. The um, this section, the way it calls to the the holiness of all our brothers. You know, everybody's entitled to the miracle, and um, just this 
lack of specialness and yet kind of an all-pervasive holiness of, of each other started to point me in the direction of of the one self. And, and moving out, I could feel this starting to lift out of separate consciousness, a calling to do that, uh, body identification and a separate consciousness. And, and the reason why all brothers are so holy is because of this self we share. And, and it's that, um, so I, let's see where I got the, where it really started to penetrate was on um, paragraph 85, unless you think that all your brothers have an equal right to miracles with you. And that's that's where I started to feel like all my brothers represent this self. And then this, quote came to my mind uh, let's see if I can find it why should I this is from a course in why should I perceive a thousand forms in what remains as one why should I give this one a thousand names when only one suffices for your son must bear your name for you created for you created him let me not see him as a stranger to his father, nor as a stranger to myself. For he is part of me, and I of him, and we are part of you, who are our source, eternally united in your love, eternally the Holy Son of God. It's this um, this call that, that I haven't completely surrendered to, you know, that, of giving up the separated self into an identity of self, capital S self that is the one self. But this sections like this, he's he's, he's kind of weaning us from be, being a separate, limited consciousness into this unified consciousness. And it's it's a, a process that, and fortunately love, God's love is a big part of this process. For God loves his son. And uh, anyway, I'm complete. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you Micah. Well, yeah, well, thank you, Micah. I, Thank you. Welcome. Hang on, just wait, please. You know, it doesn't matter what I think. It, 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 you know, I can, I can think whatever I want, but it doesn't change the truth. And. God's patience is is uh, forever. Uh, as long as it takes, as many lifetimes as it takes, um, eventually we will all embrace the truth of who we are. You know. 
and uh, no need to worry. It's going to happen because that's God's will that we uh, learn the truth of who we are. Uh, We can't undo the truth of who we are. I try. So it's just a matter of time. And uh, that's an illusion, too. It's an illusion as well. And the other illusion is the fact that what I thought happened didn't occur. I thought I separated myself from God. It didn't happen. But I've been thinking that all my life. And what the Course has provided me is a blueprint for finding a way back to the truth of who I am, who everyone else is, absolutely everyone else is, and the truth of what the world is, and all the things that seem to happen in this world or have happened throughout my 78 years is of no consequence. The only thing that has any significance at all is my introduction to the Force. And it has totally changed my trajectory. It it didn't do it overnight. But it... um, it has slowly but surely and patiently invaded my mind and uh, it wasn't an unwelcome invasion. It has been something that continues to acquaint me with the truth of who I am. That's what this is all about. It's simple as that. Constantly and gently reminds me, you are God's Son, pure and holy as he, God, himself is. 
And that's the truth of who you are. And it's the truth of all of those you perceive as separate from you. And complete thanks. Beautiful. Thank you, Harrison. Thank you, Harrison. Great. Good morning, everybody. It's Jude. I have, uh, don't deny the obvious, it's a billboard in my mind this morning, um, that God is all in all and everything we see within ourselves is the kingdom of God the one-mindedness of God. God is in all our thoughts and in, in our will. We are the will of God, expressing himself. Everything is an expression of God, a reflection of God. And in that, with a capital T, be still and know I am that. I am everything that you see everything that you feel, everything that you touch, everything that you smell, everything that you breathe and drink and wash yourself with, everything that you walk upon, everything that you experience is I am. I am, I am, I am. And everything after I am is that which is God expressing itself. And to know, be still, and know I am is who and what we are. Amen. I am complete. Thank, Thank you, Judy. You, Judy. Thank you, Judy. Lovely. Thank you, Judy. It's so true. This is Lemoyne. Um, do you want to go ahead, Ida? Or whoever uh, started that, it? Yeah, that uh, wasn't me, Lemoyne, huh? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, well, I, yeah, this, uh, I wanted to repeat my thanks to you, Judy, because that's, uh, very similar to where where this section took me, which is those last review lessons from the workbook part one, which are God is but love and therefore so am I and I am not a body, I am free, I remain as God created me, and uh, that 
uh, I mean, my mind wants to immediately go to what I've done instead, but if there's a there's a real clarity in just getting back to what is, and uh, and that these these you know this thing of um, that salvation is for all. I mean, part of the the way it's stated, justice must be done to all if anyone is to be healed. That that sort of makes it look like an impossible task. But you know that <clears throat> what these these things, excuse me, these things that you know echoed there from those reviews and what this summary at the end of the remedy here says is what is God's belongs to everyone and is everyone's due, each one's due. And so, you know, that this is, this is how, (laughs) how it's, it's simple and it's too simple for the thinking mind. And uh, which wants, which is, you know, I, I don't, I don't think my mind actually wants it, but you know, to spend all the time looking for difference and then having that mean something and be the problem, and the answer to all that is already there, you know, that it's all already one, and. Uh, now, our only problem is our misperception of what is. And so salvation is simple, but it's that's where the seeming difficulty lies. Is we want to fix it, but it's fine. <laughs> and... Uh, Now the got a real sense this morning of the bitterness, which, course of love says, bitterness is to the heart like the ego is to the mind. That's held there, and uh, just got a real sense that it's in between the heart and the mind, and. Uh, doesn't actually interrupt the flow of life, but interrupts my perception of it if I see that bitterness is what's real. And uh, anyway, that's, those are the bitterness I think is not defined directly, but described as the unforgiving thoughts that we hold to ourselves inevitably um, are between ourselves and life and ourselves and other people wherever. 
um, <clears throat> through this self-reinforcing perception of them. And that is why our sole responsibility must be to take forgiveness for myself. And that, you know, even the reception of the miracle is a gift. It's simply a recognition of the gift. And that great line from earlier in the reading, God's justice warrants gratitude, not fear. And uh, and all this is in the lesson today is God's word for us to share. And uh, also in the last judgment, which as the lesson says, it's there since the beginning. It's the last judgment. That's all that's needed. That uh, creation is pure and as holy as the Creator. Anyway, I'm complete. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Thank you, Lemoyne. Lovely, little Lemoyne. This is Donna. What a lesson today. I'm so sorry I have an appointment. <laughs> I can't stay for the after call. Just mind-blowing. The first thing I saw in the lesson, I mean in the uh, reading, was everyone, and both Lemoyne and Harrison have uh, built on that. And, and on... Um, and Lemoyne talking about the thinking mind, which which uh, I was glad to hear that to remind me of it. But the big so everyone and the word or the words that popped out to me today, and the word to me, anytime I hear or see the word or think the word, it's in capital letters, and it's an essence or presence in my um, awareness. And I was thinking about it, and it's God, God spoke. He spoke himself into existence with the word, with the Trinity, the Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the Sonship. So, of course, it, and the other beautiful thing the lesson gave me today was that the word and my brothers are given me to cherish. That will stick with me, because the, the word brothers some reason had reality for me today and I had have four scripture references that I will give because they enrich that word Psalm 119 verse 8 and also verse 105 and uh, John chapter 14 verses 7 and 23 and then I pulled out some actual lines I think Laurie and Lemoyne are teaching me how to recap 
some lines on everyone because it just jumped out at me and it was so powerful. So in in, uh, paragraph 84, the last sentence, and pardon must be just for everyone. Whoops, that's 85. And then uh, 84, and everyone is especially entitled to his gifts of healing and deliverance and peace. And 86, no one can lose and everyone must benefit. And 87, and, and thus it is the same for everyone. And 88, what is God's belongs to everyone and is his due. And back in 79, yet would his justice not be satisfied until it is received by everyone. I just heard all of that and everything everyone was saying. The other thing in the lesson that came to me was the face of Christ. So I made a commitment today to seek the face of Christ in all my brothers. And finally, the reading said to me, (laughs) it looked to me like the reading was making a direct direct attempt to the undoing of the ego's foundation and realizing what Jesus is saying to everyone in this lesson today. I'm so grateful. To all my brothers, amen. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thank you, Don. Thanks for pulling out those parts about the the gratitude. This is Ida, because I was going to say, and we all know this, but uh, the first sentence of 79, to give reluctantly is not to gain the gift because you are reluctant to accept it. And uh, in the world, it seems that we are always being asked to give of our material abundance or what we have in terms of money to many, many different causes and many, many different things and many, many different people. I even asked for my birthday coming up later this month. I'm doing a fundraiser for Course in Miracles Society, the one that that publishes the book that we're using, with Reverend Regia, but be that as it may. But here in this section, of course, he's not talking about material or monetary gifts to anyone, although I'm sure if we're in the right frame of mind and we feel abundance, we can... We can give and and we do receive, even in that way. But um, he's talking about the gift of gratitude, the gift of as we accept the atonement for ourselves, that's how we're giving it to others because we are one. Our minds are joined. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Right on 
Hi, this is Chris. I really appreciate how this lesson that we're doing today correlates with God's final judgment about us. God's final judgment is, you are still my holy son, forever innocent, forever loving, and forever loved, as limitless as your creator, and completely changeless and forever pure. But the kicker, the granddaddy of them all, is after that it says, therefore awaken, return to me. I am your father, and you are my son. So I, I really, really appreciate the practice of forgiveness because as I forgive myself, I forgive my brothers and sisters. As I forgive my brothers and sisters, I forgive myself. So I could experience that judge that loving judgment both for myself and my brothers and sisters through forgiveness and i have many many examples of why i feel so good about that thank you i'm complete you bet thank you chris yeah thank you chris Wonderful. Good morning, everyone. This is Lori. And uh, I was so happy for today's lesson. The Word of God has given me to speak. And when I think about that lesson um, and look back over the course of my life, I realize that um, forgiveness offers everything I want. And that it's very, very true. There is but one miracle. And that is the miracle of atonement, which restores to my mind's awareness that my son is pure and holy as myself. I am as I was created. And so is every living thing. And um, there was a time... Uh, actually I was 19 years old and and was so happy with um, with learning to know my personal savior 
that I stood on a street corner over and over and over while I was in college uh, handing out pamphlets. Do you know Jesus loves you? And, and I thought that was how I was supposed to speak God's word. And now I realize it's so much easier than that. Um, and so much less offensive to just um, be the clear place in which God's light can shine through. And that, um, that awareness <clears throat> is what he speaks of in today's lesson to me. That when I accept this one miracle that I am as I was created, and so is every living thing, I have nothing left to project upon the world. And because projection makes perception, um, it's for me to know and realize and understand that forgiveness is already accomplished. And um, it's only when it's only when I have some dark lesson in my mind that I need to give over that there's anything left for me to project. And and I I just love the way he says that in today's in today's reading. I forget which paragraph it is right now. Little problems, yeah, paragraph 86. All the little problems that I keep and don't give over to Holy Spirit wind up expanding and cover covering everything. I heard a story this weekend that just really touched my heart. And, and it was a story uh, about a man uh, who had had problems with anger all his life and, and he wanted to give up this anger um, because he realized it was interfering with him so badly, not understanding where it came from and, and what to do about it. Uh, he sought help. And the help that was given him was to simply recognize that this anger is something that you don't want and recognize that and accept that sometimes it comes up but you can make a different choice and so he was an employer and he had somebody who did a really bad job for him and he paused he paused between the employee's acknowledgement that he'd done a bad job and his typical response he paused and in that holy pause, it occurred to him that this guy who'd worked for him for so long had always been there and done his job. And perhaps this one is running into some interference. And what would be a better choice for me? And so he said, I, I know you always do a great job, and I really appreciate that you do a great job. Uh, is there something interfering? with you right now and the man said well my wife has just been diagnosed with cancer and 
and I've had a lot of things come up that prevented me from doing a really good job. And suddenly that man whose anger had clouded everything before stood up and embraced this employee. And together they rejoiced in the fact that um, they loved each other. And that love had been masked for the man by his anger and masked for his employee by his fear. And they both gave up those dark lessons simultaneously. And isn't that a beautiful illustration of what he means by miracle? So to forgive is no more complicated than to give up my dark lesson. All the dark lessons, all the things I taught myself when I thought I was an ego. And eventually I come to learn that all that I give is given to myself. That it can be but myself I crucify, and it can be but my gratitude I earn. There really is no other, you see. My mistake was thinking there was other. And eventually, by realizing the great expansiveness that accepting the atonement means, I discover that no matter what circumstance I am, I bring the light with me. And that light radiates and helps me understand that all my brothers are given me to cherish as my own. What a beautiful lesson today. I'm complete. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Lori. Lori. Yes, it was. You are and it was. We all are. Thank you, Lori. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. A real quick one here, if there's time, there's Patricia. This morning, it was really a beautiful how stubborn the responses from my prayer was, which was any question I asked or any thought I had was only one answer is, honey, you can't do that. You are the love. And it's sort of like, just understand, honey, you are the love. So... Any of this doing you want to have happen, just back up and just let it go. Because you are the love. You're not the doer anymore, hon. So it just rang so strong with every share this morning. We are simply the love. We are the love. And there's nothing else to do. It's a, But I keep bringing stuff up. But today I have only one response, is to let it be, be the love now and nothing else. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, Patricia. Thank you. Thanks, Patricia. Beautiful. Thanks, Patricia. Um, This is Steve. Is it? Coming to the hour where you're shutting down, turning off the call? Uh, not just turning off, <clears throat> turning off the recording. 
If you oh, have okay. a, a quick share, that's... Uh, yeah, I could do it in less than two minutes. Uh, you know, I've got a friend with COVID last night. I had a rough night. And yesterday I lost a part and then I found it. And I just feel like there's no proof that I chose to came here to come here. But I am here and I don't need proof of that. And it seems that there are challenges sometimes. That's just the game. It's like going into a baseball game. There's going to be strikeouts and there's going to be home runs. And I've, I'm here. This is the game that's being played. And, you know, strength is made like great sailors are made in rough waters. Learn to navigate. And that's the way it is. There's rainbows, which are delightful. And I'm not wanting to get rid of the rain to sacrifice the rainbows. I'm here with the rainbows and the rain. And uh, we're here to help each other make the rain a little bit more tolerable or observable and be with the love. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Well, thank you, Steve. Yeah, so I, at that time, I'm going to ask Lori, do you have a closing to share with us? Well, you know, in light of this beautiful chapter, The Remedy, I thought to go back to the beginning under the appointed task. He says it cannot be that it is hard to do the task that Christ appointed you to do since it is he who does it. And in the doing of it will you learn. The body merely seems to be the means to do it for the mind is his. And so it must be yours. His Holiness directs the body through the mind at one with him, and you are manifest unto your Holy Brother as he is to you. Here is the meeting of the Holy Christ unto himself, nor are there any differences perceived to stand between the aspects of his Holiness, which meet and join and raise him to his Father, whole and pure and worthy of his everlasting love. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Good idea. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Fran. Thank you, everyone. It's a beautiful call. Thank you. <laughs>